What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queendom Podcast. I am Queen Allie. I'm Queen Ashley, but you can call me Slee. And I'm Queen Kay. You can call me Shug. And we want to welcome everybody to our very first segment. Woo! <laughs> okay, the Queendom Podcast has been brought to you by us, okay, to make sure that all of our beautiful Black queens have a safe haven, have a space to, know, to, you know, talk, to share our thoughts with one another, to, you know, just feel safe and secure within the community that we build with each other. And I'm just really excited to start it with my girls. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about self-esteem. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about intimacy and sex and all the goody stuff that, you know, us Black queens like to talk about, okay? So we're going to go ahead and get ready for our first segment, okay? And this segment is called Fix Your Crown, Queens, okay? Mm -hmm. Fix Your Crown. <laughs> so in today's Fix Your Crown segment, we're going to talk about things that you should not say to Black women. So I found a couple of like little comments. Um, these comments are mainly like um, situations probably where a white person might be saying to a woman of color that they mm. probably shouldn't say. Um, I course. wanted to find some things that black men shouldn't say to a black woman as well. Um, I couldn't find Ooh. that. So once I talk about these comments and we discuss that, then maybe we can also think of some things that black men should not be saying to us as well okay. <laughs> okay because some of them do be trying it exactly <laughs> hey the most disrespected person in the world is the black woman is so. the black woman yeah so the first thing that i found is the question can you twerk can you twerk I've never been asked that question, but I would be offended if I was. Yeah, and it's like it's like they assume that because we're black, we shake our ass. Like, right. black women are even though we do, uh, hold up, because even but though you that, just, that doesn't mean that it's okay for you to ask us, do right. we? Right, right. Black well, women are safely, so like, like overly sexualized all the time. I mean, that's because. We're divine beings. We're we're goddesses. It's we are overly sexualized because they want to be us. And so when they want to be something, they try to that make part. it negative until they can take it as their own. But y'all know how they do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, we all heard it. Can I touch your hair? Absolutely. No. <laughs> the answer is no, Karen. <laughs> not touch our hair i think of my hair as a black woman as being my crown you're absolutely. not worthy to touch it <laughs> absolutely not and our hair serves as protection also yes and absolutely they not and you know what i get that more often now that i've locked my hair like ooh, can i touch your hair like is your hair so soft or is it hard or dry up no i moisturize cleanse and moisturize on a frequent basis, I'm good. And no, you cannot touch my hair. Right. Yeah. 
It's honestly because people are so ignorant and also dealing with Caucasian people, white people, every time a black person or a black woman changes her hair, it's, oh my God, I love your hair. Like, first of all, it's not that deep, but. I mean, thank you. (laughs) Thanks anyway. (laughs) I had a specific question for Allie. So with your hair being it more um, like finer and a looser curl pattern, do you get like inappropriate comments from white people about your hair? Uh, or the what do you mix with question? I always get, I always get, what are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get that from my own people, black people too. I, they just, I can never just be black to yeah. anybody. Um because of I guess my features and you know when people see my hair it is looser it is my curls aren't as kinky I don't have 4C hair you know um I don't know it's just been it's been a weird experience for me because in the black community you know my girlfriends would be like oh you know your hair is so pretty and then you know they'll ask can they touch it and it's just like oh well my hair is not like this and you know, I don't like making that uh, connection with hair between different people because in your hair, it makes you who you are individually. Mm-hmm. And that's the most beautiful thing about it. That's the most beautiful thing about Black women, right? Because we all have different types of hair. We all have different different crowns and we can style it any kind of way. And, you know, that, that makes us who we are. But when people try to... Uh, use our hair to describe or personalize who we are as an individual that's when it becomes a little like not that's deep that's deep yeah (laughs) but yeah I always get the question can I touch your hair I always get what are you mixed with I always get those things that it's just so when you get that question from other black people does it affect you the same way as if a white person was saying it? Um, <laughs> honestly, some people are ignorant to certain things. And because I can use dis- use discernment and tell, you know, oh, this person didn't mean any harm by this, or, you know, this person, now you know better than to ask me that sort of question. It, it's a it's a situation where you know it it sort of depends on who it is because I'm not saying that all white people who have made a comment about my hair or my ethnicity has been negative or derogatory and not saying that every um person of color that has commented on me has been has had something positive to say or vice versa so i guess it just depends on the situation and who who the person is who the people are but I, it, it don't really That's affect me true. because, you know, I know who I am. And yes, queen. Yes. That's hard. <laughs> yes, and yes. Yes. I'm a queen. <laughs> so the yes. next question, I've gotten this a million times. You don't sound black. Ah, all all the black time. supposed to sound all black. All the time. And first of all, what does that mean? What does that what mean? Does black yeah. sound like? I, I, like because you speak properly. Oh, you're, you're talking white. Yeah, like only white people can sound educated. Exactly. That's right. the issue. Yeah. yeah. I used to get that. Stigma, yeah, they don't think black people can be educated. 
Absolutely. White people also also created the term professional. Yeah. Because if we go back to our hair, black women in certain corporate offices or jobs, we cannot have our hair a certain way because it's deemed as uh, you know, unchanged and unprofessional. Right. What the fuck does that mean? What what does that mean, uh Bill? <laughs> Bill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My supervisors <laughs> even tried to hit me with that like before I started, before I got hired. Um, it was something in their dress code about hair must be kempt and no unnatural styles. And I asked them about that. What do you mean by unnatural style? I'm a black woman. I have natural hair. And if I choose to wear my hair in a big old afro, would I choose to have my hair in micro braids? That's my decision. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Send me home? Right. It's crazy. And I'm a person who will change my hair from night to day. Y'all have seen me do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can have blonde hair in the morning. I can have a red fro in the afternoon. You never know who I'm going to be. But, so... Listen, at the end of the day, white people, it's none of your damn business. Okay? And no, you can't touch your hair. Right. (laughs) And you don't, there's no sounding black. Like, there's no no sounding black. You can't touch your hair. And we are the superior people. (laughs) Yes. Let's be real. (laughs) All right. Our next topic is, uh, well, our next comment. Um, I haven't necessarily heard this, but I guess like if a white person like gets a tan or something, they'll say like, "Oh, I'm darker than you." No, <laughs> I've never. No one has ever I, said that I to me. Heard but... that. <laughs> I wish a Caucasian would. <laughs> darker than you. Like, I guess all like light skin people might hear that more. Um, I guess I, clearly, I'm I've, I've I've that would make me feel very uncomfortable. And well, no, don't you I dare that. ever say that I'm darker than like yeah the tan that you bought. Right. Oh no, I've gotten something similar to that. Oh, I've gotten so tan over the summer. I'm almost as dark as you. First right. of all, dirty burnt. Like you did. First of all, white people—they don't even get this dark. They get sunburned. You turn red, and you. Cool. That's what I'm saying. That's the. That's what I'm trying to understand in my head. You want to be us so bad that you are willing to burn your skin to get to our complexion. That's really a mental illness. Right. <laughs> and this comment on the site, um, it says with the "I'm darker than you" statement. It says, "Sure, you are, Karen." Does your fake tan come with 400 years of systematic oppression, bias at work, and racial inequalities too? Yeah, didn't think so. <laughs> yes, I like that comment. Yeah. They want our rhythm, but not our blues. That's what my dad always says. Okay. Plainly stated. Mm-hmm. The next comment, and I'm sure we've all heard this with having our, you know, we're all big personalities. So the comment of, you're so aggressive. <laughs> I hear that every day. <laughs> and even just, just as women, like not even looking at it as black women, but even just as women, we're always perceived aggressive or like bitchy when we're passionate about something or when we're not accepting of mediocrity. 
but for if a man was to do it, it's oh, you're a boss, you're so confident, you know what you're so assertive, yeah, you're assertive. But us, you're aggressive. We go into the mad black woman category, honestly. Absolutely. Just, just being, you know, a ball of of sunshine and light and fire and passion. I am yes, a ball of fire. As, you know, I am a fire sign, and I have lots of fire signs in my placement and my natal chart. Okay, so I'm all I'm always fiery, aggressive, assertive, um, intimidating. Um, you know, but I'm really not. I, I, I'm really soft as fuck. Okay, <laughs> but those things, those things are my power. And I have just came to a point in my life where I am so comfortable with my power, my power being, being aggressive or uh, being seen as aggressive or being seen as loud. That means to me that if you view me that way, that means that there's something in your spirit, in my spirit, that don't click and we just you know we're not for one another because those those who know me and those who know my light can can look at that aggression as oh that's just Allie being passionate that's just Allie letting you know you know that she actually cares um so any black woman that struggles with being called aggressive or you're one to always speak your mind and you know you don't care Honestly, keep doing that and stay grounded in yourself because the right people will gravitate towards you in your voice. Mm-hmm. Don't absolutely don't ever shut off your, your you feel me. Don't ever shut off your voice because that's what makes a woman in the black woman the most powerful. Okay, because first of all, our black men they need our voices. Need you want to know why they need our voices? Because they need our prayers. Because if it was not for our prayers and our voices and our aggression and the power within our prayers to God, then the black men on this planet. Yes. Also speaking as another ball of fire, fire sign, Queen Leo is in the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, when people say, oh, you're loud, you're obnoxious, you're dramatic. First of all, I'm expressive. I'm expressive. I like that one. That's a, I like that one. Come on, expressive. I'm expressive. That's a caption on the yes. Instagram pic right there. I'm expressive. I'm creative. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. We are all those things. But when people say, oh, you're, you're just intimidating, your personality is intimidating. No, my personality is not intimidating. It's the insecurity in you that's intimidated by who I am, my security within myself. That's, you're intimidated by that. That's not me being intimidating. So honestly, when people say things like that, when they um, describe our personality traits in a negative light, that's them projecting their insecurities or attempting to project their insecurities off onto you. And I refuse. I used to be a quiet, shy person who would let folks run over them. Absolutely not. I'm not that girl anymore. Problem. And that's on period. Period, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is with the women, 
in Black women um, always being called aggressive and dramatic and, you know, we just do too much. I think it's because we are finally putting boundaries in our life. We are finally putting people in their places and they don't like it. So now they have to try to find something negative or wrong with us to make us seem like the villain. Yeah. Yeah. And to make us smaller. It's almost like they're trying to keep us in a box by saying with us trying to be assertive or if a black woman is in a leadership role by saying, oh, she's bitchy or oh, she's demanding. It's almost trying to shrink her a little bit. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so problematic to me. (laughs) Like, I hate that. I mean, unfortunately, this this world that we live in is a man's world Mm -hmm. until we as women, you know, can actually come together as a unit and be who who God called us to be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And then our last statement would be you'll be fine you're a strong black woman so <laughs> i feel like that's a loaded one um yeah. and i feel like we are as black women we're so overlooked you know people look past us so much and just assume we got it because we have had you know black men we have them on our backs i mean no shade to the black men y'all are strong y'all are kings as well however like ali stated before without black women who knows where one the world in general would be because the first human and is scientifically proven was a black woman so everyone has come from a black woman and so because we have this on our backs like that and even if you go into like slavery and everything like that women were really like riding for their men taking lashes for their men and stuff like that so i think people just assume we're okay and will look over us and not check in not check into our mental um not give us time to even grieve anything or feel anything that's not just brushing it off our shoulders and we project that on ourselves as well sometimes we look at emotions or being vulnerable as weakness because we all feel like we have to be strong absolutely Mm -hmm. um with that i feel like i don't think people think that we're strong, people know that strength is built in us. Mm -hmm. So people automatically are going to assume that whatever life throws at us, that we we ought to take it just because of who we are, you know, Um, just because of what our ancestors went through. That doesn't mean that we have to have that same testimony or that same story. Now, when it comes to I guess accepting that as a black woman and and learning how to utilize that in a more positive way Mm -hmm. then that's when I guess the narrative will shift okay so oh you know you'll be fine you're strong for a black woman okay 
that goes to you actually saying that we fit, we feel as though you know having emotions or being vulnerable is weak because we know that we have this strength in us and that we are supposed to be these powerful beings for the world for our men for our children okay once we get comfortable with that concept individually and we bring it everything it aligns and we bring it together, then, I, I mean, it's just an energy shift yeah. within the consciousness of the Black woman and, and how we view ourselves. I feel like it doesn't matter what people think about us. It doesn't matter what, what white people think about us. It doesn't matter that, the, um, that they ask ignorant questions mm -hmm. about who we are. If we cannot identify who we are individually, from um, our ancestors and from our soul's purpose and try to, you know, web that with our connections on a daily basis with other women, then what are we doing? Right. Right. And the statement itself, oh, you'll be all right. That's so dismissive of everything that I'm feeling in this moment. You'll be all right. And literally people will say, oh, you'll be fine. Like you're literally just throwing away everything that I'm feeling in this moment, it doesn't matter to you. And you're, it's very, it's problematic. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a lot, like that part alone, you'll be all right. That's the most problematic piece of that statement in my eyes. Mm -hmm. The next part is that you're, you're a strong black woman. Yes, I know that I'm strong, but at the same time, that, that, that statement has come with the expectation that, um, that we're just supposed to take and take and take and take anything that, that we're supposed to be strong all the time. Right. Right. Even statements like, oh, you're supposed, you're supposed to be your, your man's piece or your partner's piece, whoever you choose to partner with. Um, okay, well, I have feelings as well. What if he comes home from, you know, faking a smile all day, he's had a bad day and comes home and he's upset, you just have to take that because you're the strong black woman? Right. Your feelings aren't valid? Absolutely not. I don't, I hate that statement. Me too. I think what we, what we yearn for the most is just a moment of relief. Yeah. Because we know that we are so strong and because most of us, most women, we are super women. We know that we're capable of handling all this. We know that we are the emotional support for our family, for our siblings, for, you know, our friends, for our, for our men. We know these things, but it's just like for 10 minutes out of the day, can you just, you know, ask me how I'm feeling? Can right. You, right. Can I just decompress and let you know why why i'm stressed out as a woman yeah. you know we don't have that because people expect so much out of us every day yeah we're sponges we just take everything and we keep it pushing with a smile on our face yeah. yeah and sometimes we just want like if we're feeling a certain way if we're stressed or if we're upset sometimes i just want to sit in it like don't tell me 
oh, you'll be okay. Oh, this is what you should do to get over it. I don't want to think about that right now. Yes, I am a strong Black woman. Yes, eventually I will get up, brush myself off and be good. But in this moment, can I have 10 minutes to fall apart? Like, I just want to fall apart sometimes and it be okay. You know, and given us as women need to give ourselves permission to fall apart every now and then, you know, like, of course, don't fall apart and stay there, you know, but have your moment. Someone broke up with you. That hurts. You're heartbroken. Feel it. Feel it for a little bit. You don't have to put on a facade that it's all okay and you're strong. You lost your job. That is horrible. Feel it for a moment. You know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to want to break something if you need to. I just feel like us as women, we always are told to suppress our natural human human feelings. You know, mm-hmm. but everyone else can feel it. Men can throw right. when they're hurt. You know, so... I just feel like us as women, we got to take back our power and understand that it's okay to have a moment to feel what's hurting us. But then, yes, of course, get up, brush yourself off, keep it pushing like a queen does. But we hurt too, you know? We're humans. We're not just, the Black woman is not just this entity that can take all this bashing and just be okay. Right. Absolutely. So that was the last comment that I had on things white people probably shouldn't say to a black person. So do you guys have anything that um, maybe a black man has said to you? Yes. Or that a black woman has said to you that they probably shouldn't say to a black woman? Oh, yeah. So as far as like black men, um, saying things to black women I've heard, well not personally but I've heard them say to others to friends, oh this is why I don't date my own race I'm like what? Yikes. Like what do you mean you don't date black women? You come from a black woman. I'm about to say your mama a black woman most of the time Right. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I feel like the ones who really say stuff like that they come from the blackest of black families like well when I say that I mean like the so-called traditional southern black family mm-hmm. how do you not how do you say something like that? how do you let that come out of your mouth like do people think about these things before they speak like that's so disrespectful would you say that to your mother right would you say to your, mother your, sister, your your niece like come on now exactly and if you have a daughter she's going to be a black woman whether you are dating whether her mother is Caucasian or not, you're Black. Your daughter is going to be Black. She's going to be perceived as Black. She will be a Black woman. And what, you're going to feel like she's less than and not worthy of someone's affection because she's Black? Right. That makes no sense. And another one, as far as Black women saying it to, you know, of course, other Black women. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard this one before. I'm a shapely woman, as you guys know, uh-huh. and it mostly comes from less shapely women. Ooh, girl, you feel, I know you feel that quick. Ooh, you're probably fast. What? They say you were no. fast? Yes, as in promiscuous, as a, as a Ooh, young woman. Yeah. That goes back to us being overly sexualized, because I developed fast. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. 
it, I was perceived that way just because my little friends don't have boobs and I'm sitting there with C cups in the fifth grade. Mm. So <laughs> Yeah, but it's like when you're that young and you develop so quickly one it's unnerving because older men will try and flirt with you do cat calls that's scary a grown man trying to flirt with a 12 13 year old yes first of all that's sick second as a child you don't really you're not prepared to respond to something like that right the whole situation is weird and it is respectful and disgusting. Allie, what have you heard from black men that they probably shouldn't say or other black women? Um, nothing has ever been said to me directly, thank God. Um, but just experiencing the stigma of being a mixed girl mm. in a black girl's world um and just the disconnect that it causes between black women and how men prefer a mixed woman over you know someone that's just you know completely black first of all just this whole terminology is annoying to me because mm -hmm. i consider myself a black woman right um but just having them compare me in that way is is uncomfortable um it causes insecurity within myself because because i know that's how men perceived me i automatically felt like my sisters you know felt some type of way about me because that's how i was perceived in a male aspect and right. you know jealousy or you know insecurities what have you may have disrupted friendships relationships and or you know any connection that could have been had between you know two two women so that's really the only thing that i have struggled with um within my own community just just being in between right it's not always fun it's not always the best just it's just like being seen as a trophy mm -hmm. when I'm a black woman just like every other black woman that I come across I don't I don't know what makes me different or you know what part of my ethnicity excites you so much that you feel like it makes me different from any other black woman but you know it's it's very weird and it's disheartening that that's how some of our men think that's what the you know entertainment business and and tv magazines that's what they put out there um and it's just sad honestly Oh, that one thing that I absolutely hate hearing from men and I have been told it um, personally myself is um, you should smile or why you look so mean stuff like that like I know my face you know when I'm just when I got a straight face like this I do look a little like 
<laughs> a little mean. Like that was literally just my straightest face possible. But I do look a little mean. However, but for you to come up and just be like, you should smile. It's almost like you said a trophy. Like I just gotta be sitting there, just yeah. I've gotten that um, like if I'm walking on the like on the sidewalk, or if I'm like walking in the city or something, I automatically will put on a straight face because one, I don't want you to think I'm too friendly, and you can try to and that's a safety reason. Nigga, that's why I'm not smiling because I'm not approachable right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Exactly. No, I don't want to smile. I ha- I hate that so much, Ashley. I hate it. I hate that. Smile, beautiful. I hate you that. Yeah, to you're smile. too pretty to not smile. <laughs> Nigga, I know I got something to go. That's why I'm not smiling because I'm I'm hurrying right now. Right, I'm minding my business. <laughs> like right. mind yours. <laughs> Like you smile, sir. Try to breathe and walk at the same right. time. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I hate that comment too. Yes, I used to yeah. get it. I worked at CVS, and I used to get like I was at the um, register. I would get it from the customers, and I'm like, nigga, I'm at work. Who's smiling? <laughs> right. Like I'm trying to clock out. Like no one's smiling here. <laughs> smiling. why do people feel like black women owe them something why do they feel so entitled to our essence to our energy to our life and when we don't give it to them they're so when we don't give it to them oh you're a bitch you're this why do you feel so entitled oh my gosh i hate there was this one guy that was, I guess he was trying to impress me or whatever. And I was just like, I wasn't being bitchy or anything, but I wasn't, I was blatantly not interested. And so he was just like, you shouldn't act like that because you don't know. I could be someone that can change your life. I'm like, so I don't need you to I'm not interested in you. I'm not interested in you. I don't, I don't care. You could be a millionaire. I'm not interested in you. I don't care. <laughs> like, and then I feel like they're they are very funny. They're yeah. very funny creatures. Men only respect your space. Like I've noticed that men only respect your space when you tell them that you have a boyfriend. Or you have no, I, <laughs> I feel like they like they only respect they only respect when you like you belong to another man. Like I respect him, but not you. Like if I was saying like, oh, I'm single. I'm just not interested. Like, they will still keep trying to talk to you. But the second you're like, oh, I have a man or I have a boyfriend, then they're like, oh, okay. I mean, sometimes they'll keep going like, oh, you, can you have a friend? You know? But uh, <laughs> the boyfriend don't let you have no friends. Right. <laughs> that part. Or no, my nigga will get you and me together. Yes. <laughs> or either the real disrespectful <laughs> one, they'll say something like, um, Oh, you got a man? Sounds like a personal problem to me. Or what that got to do with me? <laughs> That's been said to me. Like, it, don't got, it don't got nothing to do with you, but it got a lot to do with me. And I'm yeah. not talking to okay. you. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Yo, just hearing these things said back out loud, it's just like, really? Yes. Fellas, right. do y'all really be thinking about the things that you say to your sisters and to these Black women that you come across on a daily basis? 
do you really care that you're trying to take your brother's girl? Like, do y'all really care in that way? And this is a serious question to any black man that that sees this or that that feels some type of way about what we're asking. Yes. And I need men to and I need men to listen carefully to this. Just because you are attracted and interested in me, it does not automatically mean the feeling is mutual. They always just assume, oh, I want her. And you're just going to keep you're just staying in my face like uh, I don't want you back. I don't want you back. Stalker syndrome. It's so cringy. They think they're so like entitled to us. Like we're an object that you can just pursue and have. Like I am not interested in you. I'm not even attracted to you, sir. Like, oh, I hate that. Uh, I have so many stories, but we have so many segments for these kinds of stories. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this concludes our fixture crown segment ladies yeah. queens fixture crown sis okay and fixture crown as well men fixture <laughs> black men fixture crown too okay because you just let me to the side right okay well, my crown's fixed. what about you ladies my crown is fixed my crown is yeah. laid okay come through <laughs> laid okay right well our next segment it's called um, WTF. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Here we're going to talk about weird, crazy, interesting things that's going on in the world. So I believe Queen Sugar, what you want to talk about? Queen Sugar, bring it in. <laughs> What's going on in the world, sis? So obviously, we just had a major election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah talk to us about I it. mean whether people are happy with the results or not regardless of who you voted for well no it matters who you voted for I'm not even gonna <laughs> it matters it matters <laughs> it matters but this has been amazing like it's been weird mm-hmm. um definitely frustrating oh yeah unnerving and exciting like there's a whole (laughs) lady as the vice president elect right now a whole black woman as the vice president of the united states of america yes queen yes i mean come on put some stink on it (laughs) okay yes (laughs) so that's honestly the most amazing part of this whole election i would say is black women you know, making history. I'm, I'm all for that. I, I can't even be mad at that. But everything yeah. else about this election don't sit right with my spirit, and that's all I will say about that. I'm just happy yeah. Trump is gone. That's all yeah. I'm looking forward to. I'm just happy he's done. You know, it's been some, some statements coming out that it's really not done, and that Trump may still remain in office. But we shall see i'm stressed (laughs) listen (laughs) i don't like politics y'all because i truly believe i truly believe that black people should just come together as one community and just take care of each other in one government just in government whatever however you want to put it that's just what i believe okay uh anybody else trying to tell black people how to live their lives 
that's not black, I'm not going for it. Right. No. Facts, period. I mean, you know, having a new president in office, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I feel like people get so caught up in the fact that, oh, Trump's out of office. We have a black woman in office now. Oh, yes, Joe Biden. But they forget about the core reasons why we needed somebody different in office. Like, folks get so caught up in the hype that they forget about the purpose. And Mm -hmm. I just really hope that folks don't lose sight of the purpose. Like, hold these folks accountable. Yes, this is amazing as far as strides into a new, a better direction. You know, God willing, a better direction. Well, yes, it is his will. But, um, yeah, hold these people accountable. They say they're going to help out however they say they do. Make sure they do it. Hold them accountable. Just how folks have been in the street marching for various reasons. Hold these people accountable. Don't just let it fall by the wayside now that somebody other than Trump is in the office. Exactly. Wise words. Wise words. All facts. All facts. <laughs> Thank you. So, that's enough of that. <laughs> but. Yeah. We're going with the politicians. What's going on? I heard that it's Friday the 13th this Friday, Queen Schling. So, as you guys know, well, our episode is going to drop on Friday. So, So, if you're listening on the exact day that um, we premiere, it is Friday the 13th. So, I am going to give you a little history about... Friday the 13th because I love all things spooky like October is where I like thrive (laughs) I love the month October I love Halloween I love everything spooky I love everything creepy so but one thing that I never understood before is like I knew Friday the 13th was like a superstitious day but I always wonder like why Mm -hmm. or where it originated from and then with um numerology the number 13 is like unlucky and stuff like that so i wanted to know exactly why so i found out and i feel like some of these things are pretty cool so the first thing um friday the 13th um in greek mythology Sorry, guys. My friend. Okay, we close and personal. Come on, close and personal. <laughs> so, in um, Greek mythology, more specific, um, the Norse myth, which is like northern um, Germany and stuff like that, like Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. So, there was a dinner party <laughs> with 12 gods um, in Valhalla, and the trickster god um, Loki was not invited he basically crashed the dinner party so he became the 13th um guest at the party and so he basically stirred up some trouble and arranged for one of the gods to shoot um a mistletoe tipped arrow at another god and that god actually ended up dying and the and, um the whole earth mourned and got dark because of this and so it was considered that um the number 13 in that sense 
was unlucky. So in Greek mythology, that's how the 13th um, became unlucky. Now, they don't talk about in Greek mythology about why Friday the 13th is um, a problem. However, in the Middle Ages, um, especially in Christianity, so the story of the Last Supper um, was on the a Thursday the 13th. And if you're a Christian and everything and you understand the Last Supper, that was the day before God was crucified. So if that's the 13th Thursday, then he was crucified on a Friday, which is very unfortunate because I love Fridays. But <laughs> and then so in the Last Supper, um, like if you see the picture um by Leonardo da Vinci, there's 13 individuals. Um, it's on the 13th day of which is Thursday. Um, and it's the night before Good Friday, which is his um Jesus' crucifixion. So that's when the number 13 became um unlucky and the day Friday became unlucky. So when they fall on the same day, that's how we got Friday the 13th being an super unlucky. Super unlucky. <laughs> yeah, super unlucky. Right. So that is how we got Friday the 13th. Now we have in our society switched it around, made it something fun and spooky, you know. So get the spooky on on Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all, don't break any glasses, any mirrors, don't walk under any ladders. Mm -hmm. and, you know. Stay away from black cats. Don't step on cracks. Uh, what else is superstition? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with black cats, by the way. I used to have That's two. Myth. That is a myth. I used to have two black cats. <laughs> but yeah, um, everybody just stay safe. You know, you never know. Weird things happen on these on these kinds of days. So yeah, definitely know. guard your spirit. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All I mean, that's every day. God's your spirit, but you know. especially on these unlucky days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is all for my little blurb on um, Friday the 13th. That's my those facts. I'm sorry about it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Shlady. Welcome. <laughs> so, y'all, now. We are going to talk about uh, some of our Black-owned businesses, okay? Today we have one Black-owned business. We're going to shout out a beautiful babe that we all love and hold dear yeah. to our heart, okay? She is one of our sisters in our organization, and that is Miss Detrice Lavender. Woo! We are shouting out her business today. Hold up, y'all, because I have my phone and I need to make sure I give y'all the correct Instagram. Yes. Okay, so D sells jewelry, y'all. Let me tell you. First of all, D is beautiful. Her spirit is beautiful. She, you know, she's very nurturing. She when when you're around her, you just you feel her you feel connected to her and she's just very warm okay so if you purchase anything from her just know okay that that 
you're in good hands. So um, her Instagram is lady underscore lavenders underscore. And we just learned a new word today, y'all. <laughs> and the word is Adelaide, okay? And that means like a workshop or a little, a little shop that's yours, okay? So it's Lady Lavenders Adelaide, okay? Look at that. It just yeah. has a ring to it. Right, and we'll try to like put it yeah. like in the video somewhere. <laughs> yes, we'll try to put it in the video. But once again, it's Lady underscore Lavenders underscore Adelaide, and that is Miss Detrice Lavenders Jewelry Business. Go check her out, Detrice. We love you. Keep shining. Keep being an amazing, inspirational Black queen, and we'll see you soon. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now to our next segment, which I'm super excited about. Okay. Yeah. This segment, y'all, is called Naked Energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get naked with each other. Okay. Yeah. A little solar accent. <laughs> a little wrist. Yeah. <laughs> We're really y'all. First of all, we hope that y'all are enjoying the show so far. We're silly. We like to laugh. We like to joke. We like to talk about serious things. So we just hope that you're going through the emotions with us because mm-hmm. we want this to be as authentic as possible. And we hope that you can see that and feel that. So yeah, with this next segment, okay. <laughs> so with this next segment, um, this segment is called Naked Energy. We're actually going to be talking about embracing um, our physical nakedness and, and our spiritual nakedness. And what does that mean? What does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so first, let's, let's, let's just talk about being physically naked. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't oh. like it at first. <laughs> you, said what? you didn't like it at first? I didn't like to look at me naked at first. Mm. I'm starting. Yeah, I feel like it has to grow on you. Yeah. And I'm starting yeah. to get back to it because, you know, a lot of people know. And if you don't know me, then you don't know. But I just had a baby. Woo-woo! <laughs> new mama. Hot mama. Yes. Yes. So there's a lot of changes. A lot of changes. A lot of things that people don't tell you that's going to change. So <laughs> I was feeling insecure with my physical nakedness while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, after being pregnant, I'm starting to, I'm actually not having any problems with it. I'm actually enjoying seeing my body come back to me and yeah. seeing it come back to normal. And I do have like a few stretch marks, but they just remind me of this beautiful thing that I, you know, I did like this amazing thing that I did. No, no other being other than a woman can do it. So it was, so the stretch marks I do have, I don't mind them. Um, and they're not that extreme either. I know some women do have issues with their stretch marks, especially when they're a little more um, visible, a little more out there, a lot more that they may have. Um, but I was, well, I wouldn't say fortunate because a lot of women that do have a lot of stretch marks love them too. So, but I do not have as much. But when I do look at them, they do bring a beautiful memory to me and seeing my stomach go back to normal 
that's good now the top part i do uh breastfeed my baby so <laughs> that's still a little different i'm waiting for that to get back to normal but i am getting adjusted to <laughs> embracing my uh physical nakedness i'm feeling more um sexy i'm feeling more attractive because when i was in my bigger stages as pregnancy like starting maybe at seven months on i was not feeling myself at all like i just only saw my belly like that was it i did not feel attractive i didn't want to do anything with my husband because i didn't feel attractive i felt like all he saw was a belly as well so i'm getting back to embracing my and loving my physical nakedness yeah like queen ali said you it's something that grows on you Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, just being completely honest, um, be, growing up shy and quiet. Of course, I had some insecurities, but the older I got, um, I just learned to love myself and to accept myself, no matter what stage I'm in. Okay, it's not gonna change overnight. If you don't like it, change it. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. But um, I don't know. I just feel like it's so freeing. And there's something about it that it, it holds so much power and strength. Like, I'm naked. I'm naked. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get naked. <laughs> yes. And even when, I feel like even when you are not feeling yourself, so to speak, if you have somebody who's there to help you, yourself that whether it's a friend a partner whoever you know that extra encouragement that yes girl you look good boo or that mm, you, you do yes. you know me it, it definitely helps but you know speaking as someone with tiger stripes that's what I call my stress marks yeah. I mean I'm a Leo I mean wow. I feel like the stripes you know I'm a jungle cat <laughs> no, but I don't know. It's, I feel like stretch marks, they're they're weird. Even even some smaller built women that I know they have stretch marks. I'm like, halfway. How did I get there? But <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like you just have to learn how to love yourself. And all that that entails. Yeah. To fully embrace your physical nakedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I don't even know what ages because I've always had conflicting feelings about my my body, my physical body. And just listening to, you know, Suge talking about in, in one of our segments, you know, about us developing at a developing quick at a young age and you know having eyes on you and comments about you being too fast or grown men looking at you i experienced that at a young age and so i was also one of those those children who have gone through a lot of trauma in their childhood but never you know said anything about it and you know just dealt with things internally and you know alone so when it came to my physical body, 
I couldn't love and accept myself the way that I needed to because my body was always like negative in, in a way towards me. You know, people wanted me negatively because of my body or, you know, it just made me feel very uncomfortable. Um, honestly, it wasn't until these last couple of years um, of my middle 20s that I, you know, I stepped into myself as a woman and I'm loving myself despite what has happened to me and, you know, my past or whatever. And I'm with an amazing man and I'm not going to cry or get gushy, but, you Shout know. to him. We're not going to put names out. This is the first man in my life that I have been with and dated that makes me feel beautiful inside and on the outside and it's just it's it's different it, it hits different i can't even put into words how different i feel when you do when you know because you know not saying that we need it all the time but we do need some encouragement we do sometimes need a girl you look good or you know a nice a nice compliment a nice affirmation and not it doesn't always have to be from a man but when it's from our men it just makes us feel yes. much more special like i don't know if people understand that i don't even know if the black man understands that the words and affirmations and 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 compliments that you give to to a black woman what that does to us what that does to our spirit and to our soul it it uplifts us you feel me like that that's important and and my man has been doing that and every day I, first of all i love to be naked now yes, i want to sleep naked i want to you know walk around the house naked because you know i i this is the skin that god put me in and you know i love it it's wow. it's it's a daily process it definitely is Suge. it's it's growing pains. It's unlearning and relearning yourself right. all over again, you know? Exactly. And like, some days you're not going to feel yourself, but you have to make that conscious decision. Regardless of how I'm feeling, I am still going to make a decision to love who I am today. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to be like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like myself, whatever. Take your clothes off and look at yourself. Right. And yeah. just take them off. Like just the baddest until you believe it okay and, and some of us we need to understand that some of these things that we have insecurities about are absolutely normal yeah are a hundred percent normal all of our bodies are not the same all of us get bloated you know whether we're on our period yeah. or not all of us have are going to have stretch marks i don't have any children you know but i i have stretch marks just from my weight fluctuating, you know, my whole life being bigger and then choosing to, uh, a little healthier lifestyle and slimming down some and I have stretch marks, you know, I sometimes I feel insecure because I'm choosing a more healthy lifestyle, but my body, it's not as voluptuous as it used to be. I don't have, you know, the curves that I used to have when I used to be unhealthy and just indulge 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 and that's something else that i've been struggling with you know mm -hmm. but you know it's 
you you gotta love yourself through everything because who the hell else wants to love you? Who else? Because okay. <laughs> okay. if you got the best man in the world, which you know we all have men and they're all great. They're all amazing. They're all fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, it's something with yourself. Like if I'm having a day where I don't feel attractive. My husband can tell me all day long how beautiful I am, but if I just don't feel it, I'm still gonna be in that slump. And it's yeah. not that he can do. Like I have to bring myself out of that myself. Absolutely. Yeah. But compliments true. help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's facts. Yeah. And so that leads us to to getting into spiritual nakedness okay so Ooh. we're learning how to embrace embrace ourselves physically naked oh oh ladies first of all mm-hmm. we're, we're just discussing our stories some steps that you can take to embrace yourself physically naked you know first of all do what works for you everybody's process everybody's you know daily routine is not the same the way people deal with emotions and thoughts are not the same so what we say here take what resonates and you know what doesn't let it fly let it be for the other person okay but here are some steps that we feel as though you can take to start embracing your your physical needs okay one be patient with yourself mm-hmm. we we desire results so fast, whether it's, you know, physical results, whether it's us working out, we need to see that we have lost this amount amount of weight by this time, or our skin needs to be clear by this date, or our hair needs to be, ladies, be patient with yourselves. Be patient with your process, okay? That's one. Some days, take all your clothes off, and look at your ass naked in the mirror. <laughs> look at your ass naked in the mirror, girl. Your ass. <laughs> look at yes. your ass naked in the mirror with no interruptions. Tell your man to leave, okay? Uh, call the bathroom for two hours. I don't know what you have to do. But find some time. Put on your favorite jams. Get, take a shower. When you get out the shower, look at yourself. And don't look at yourself in disgust. Look at yourself in admiration that this beautiful being is still here despite the odds, okay? That's how you have to start looking at things. Once you start changing your mindset and changing your perspective of how you view life, of how you view yourself in your circumstances, then everything that's around you will change, okay? Take your time. Be patient with yourself. Look at your ass naked, okay? And when your man give you a compliment, ladies, don't say, no, that's not true. Because I have a problem doing that. My man will say something very kind about me, and I'll be like, boy, you lying. You play too much. <laughs> and, and we may feel as though we're joking when we say that. But nah, there's some sort of insecurity like, nah, nah. That's something you got to check within yourself because, nah, if my man tell me that I'm the baddest it, that I'm the baddest in the world, then baby, I'm the baddest in the world. Right. You know, that's not that's not you being vain. That's not you being egotistical. That's you standing for, for what you are. Right. We all can be the baddest in, in the world in our own right. Absolutely. You know, so 
just just visualize things like that, ladies. Take your time, okay? And now also us going into this spiritual aspect of being naked spiritually. This is also going to help you become comfortable being uh naked physically okay so for me how i get naked spiritually is shadow work hands down that's my nakedness okay and what is shadow work for those that don't know shadow work is when we delve into our childhood traumas our triggers the things that you know we have anxiety about the, the things that we think about the most that we worry about the most are our our fears, you know, the things that we don't talk about out loud, our, mm. our suppressed thoughts and ideas. That's what our shadow is, okay? In our shadow, it starts at childhood, okay? Um, shadow work is when you basically go through the process of resolving all your unresolved trauma. Mm. And, and yes. <laughs> That's a lot of and, work. It's a never-ending process, let me tell you that, okay? It's a never-ending process. Mm -hmm. Shadow work is literally the process of resolving all of your unresolved trauma. And what people need to understand is that nobody can do your shadow work for you. Nobody can go into the subconscious of your mind mm -hmm. and tell you that the reason you push people away is because your father left you when you were five years old and never came back and now you don't want to get close to nobody nobody can do that for you and that's just an example of of One what of our audience members might be feeling like oh she just ran me yeah sorry no 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 and that's just an example if that resonates with you then Yes. Okay. You pushing people away because you got abandonment problems and now you don't want to be abandoned again. So it's just easier for you to tell people to leave. Exactly. But that's, listen, we could get into, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> okay. Um, and I can also do a segment about um, in-depth in shadow work on our next um, show. But just to basically summarize what shadow work is, that's what it is. It's, it's going into the depths of your soul and, and clearing everything out. It's releasing, yeah. letting go. It's it's embracing. Right. It's loving all of you for all that you are. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I get spiritually naked. And and that's shadow work is literally between you and God. Nobody else. Nobody else. Yes. So what do you, what do you ladies do to get spiritually naked? Um, for me. I will write like I will um, mm. get a journal and I will literally just write whatever feeling is coming to my head like it doesn't even need to make sense it doesn't even need to um, be one cohesive like journal entry it's just whatever feeling is popping in my head I just I'll just write it down in that time and mm -hmm. then I mean a lot of times when I read over it I mean, it's not making sense because it's just emotions just flowing and flowing and flowing and I'm just writing them down. But it's so releasing. Yes. You know? And then I don't I don't share with anyone. I don't even share with my husband. Like I have the little book. I told him, you know, like, please don't go in it. Don't read it, you know, because even I might have feelings about him and I don't want to. I feel like if he was to read like feelings that I may be having in that moment about him, now I need to cater to his emotions or how he feels about it. Mm -hmm. And I just want it to be about me right now. 
and right. it's not nothing personal. It's just me getting my feelings out and releasing them. So I'm not just holding it in. Absolutely. So that's what I do. Um, it seems to help me. I don't like burn it or anything. I just keep it. I don't even go back and read it afterwards. It's just, it's released into my book. I keep it safe. <clears throat> that's what I do. Yes. I'm here <laughs> yes. for the writing. Yes, I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, I make it a whole ritual. Yeah. Um, I love candles. Anyone who knows me knows that candles are a part of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will light candles and art is my therapy. Mm -hmm. I love being creative in any way. If I want to put on some music and dance, whether it's, you know, a contemporary piece or liturgical, or if I just want to twerk, that'll be my <laughs> therapy via dance. Um, I also paint, like, I have a lot of what I call paintings. Um, mm, I love yeah. that! That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You know I'm a deep person. Come on, paintings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm going to steal that. But... <laughs> no problem. You can just make sure you credit me. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... You know, art is is honestly my therapy. Being creative in any way, that's very therapeutic to me. Um, that way I can just be emotional. Even if I'm not speaking to anybody, I'm still releasing my feelings into my art. And even the pieces I feel like they're the most ugly, I still do. I still put it out there. Somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to appreciate it. And... Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's one of the most rewarding things, seeing your emotions manifest themselves into something beautiful. What started out is so ugly sometimes. It manifests into something so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I also just surround myself with water. I will take a bubble bath. I will stand in the shower, like just from yeah head to toe, literally standing under the stream. I, I live for that. Yeah. I think that's the yes. fire sign because, you know, water balances fire. Yes. And for me, I have a lot of uh, water signs in my chart. And I know that when I need to express my emotions, I do so by crying, showering, mm -hmm. or being surrounded by water. Always. Yes. So, yes, I feel that. Shirt. And get you a water yeah. sign friend. You know? Absolutely. You a Pisces. You a Pisces. Yes. <laughs> this is why we all get along. Yeah. Right. You know, I balance fiery spirits. You do. I cool them off. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yes, ladies. So there you go. You have some ways to get spiritually naked. You can start doing your shadow work. You can write to yourselves. You can create a, a spiritual environment for you to just release to just shed your emotions like should mm -hmm. and y'all this this was a beautiful segment okay um this is actually the last segment of the night wow i can't Aww. believe you really just we did, did our first show or whatever, our first show or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all thanks so much for sticking around um, we hope that you gained some knowledge from 
watching us, from vibing with us, and just from listening to our, our stories. And we hope that we see you next time. Do my queens have anything to say to our lovely kingdom before we end tonight? Um, just make sure you're following us on Instagram. At yes, at the Queendom Podcast underscore. Yes. Follow yes. us, get updates on um, when we're going to release episodes. As of right now, they'll be released every Friday on various <laughs> platforms. Um, we'll be on YouTube if you want to see our, see our faces. Um, if you do not have time to just sit and watch, maybe you want to listen to us on a drive, we will also be on Spotify, um, Anchor, was another one, I gotta get back to my tech guy, but (laughs) we will be on other, um, specific audio-based platforms if you want to listen to us mobile, you know, but if you want to see our faces, YouTube, I believe, IGTV, Hopefully, we can get on there, too. We will be on there. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's lit. Sugar? Um, I just really want to thank everyone for listening to us. Just have our regular old girl talk. Mm -hmm. But an organized girl talk. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, just thank you all. Definitely appreciate the support in advance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just keep, keep watching, stay tuned because we've only just started. Yep. And if you have any like suggestions or that you want to hear us talk about, if you feel like there's something on your spirit that you want to speak to the queendom um, and you want to possibly be a special guest, you know, just DM us on Instagram um, and we'll look through them and be able to get back to you on it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Send in your topics, send in your questions. Y'all want to talk about some stuff? Let us know because we're down, obviously. Um, yes. Definitely follow us on um, our social media. We only have Instagram right now. Once we get our following up, which we will because y'all will be liking, sharing, and subscribing to all of our channels, um, telling y'all friends about our podcast. Um, once we get that, then we are going to create a Twitter so we can keep up with y'all and, you know, share our thoughts constantly. Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We are so excited for this new journey. Um, once again, I'm grateful to have my sisters a part of it. I love y'all. Love you too. Yeah, love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>